whatever. It's Wait. in the past. We'll talk about it. Ron Howard, what? He was the one that finished Solo. Oh, that's right. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Because I'm looking at IMDb now. <laughs> so that one was just really boring and run of the mill because, like, again, no diss to Ron Howard. He has done a lot of movies that I have loved. But, like, it was boring. It was boring. It was very boring. You made Han Solo boring. And the whole fucking. It's, we'll save it for the podcast. It's fine. You want to know something? How long have we been recording? Just 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Enough for you. Wait. Enough, enough for you to be bashing Ron Howard. Wait. Again, he's done some great movies. This was just not one of them. Okay. Don't come at me. Howard no. Bros. Is is there any Ron Howard bros? I see I more. No, I don't think so. I see more for um, Dallas Bryce Howard than I she, do for him. Um, she's one. I will oddly um, like yeah, give her more Star Wars stuff because she's directed quite a few um, episodes of Mandalorian. So, I, I'm okay with that. I have yet to sit through the Mandalorian. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. We'll see. <laughs> and welcome back to the Space Audio Collective Podcast. What's going happening? This is Desmond Desi is dead with the Rogue One Benita Labario. I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. Um, it's just the dynamic duo today. Christian is in this one out. Um, Jason is probably somewhere passed out. It is a different. I, it is a different time zone. Honestly, was very close to falling asleep before this was happening because it's uh, very cold here, and we're predicted to get some snow. So I was all like nice and toasty, warm, and then I was like, I have to wake back up because I have to do a podcast. Even though I was like, I could just to bed right now thank you for being here <laughs> i'm not saying like i know it came out as like very unenthusiastic but i'm just saying that's what happens when you get like toasty warm on like a cold winter night and you're just like i want like no i'm comfy i'm a nice toasty cinnamon roll yeah it was supposed to be spring but it's still winter <laughs> think the high this week is gonna be like i don't know 25 or something and i'm like fuck that shit my knees hurt just hearing that mm. I, I, I feel sorry for you i'm sorry yeah it's very cold it's, it's not it's california cold so it's not, not that as cold. not as cold as where you're at but it not goes as, but it still gives i know but it still gives my knees that little bit of like um, little trouble. Like I'm gonna need some icy hot in the morning to move. Kind of cold. You know who else would need some icy hot to move in the morning? I can Skywalker. I was gonna say my mom. Anyone who watches the regular show gets that reference. I'm gonna give you a gold star. <laughs> 
I mean, you at least still have knees. Oh. <laughs> Sis. Sis. <laughs> I'm going to need knee replacement surgery. Okay, so I ain't going to have knees. I'm going to have robotic knees. I need you when you wake up. Your first thing you do is just go, no. A buddy of mine was like, you're going to go cyborg and you're going to go Vader on somebody. I was like, it depends on how I wake up. (laughs) If I'm in pain. Oh, you're going to hear the Vader? No. All the way from Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be like, I mean, ah. with that force scream. Oh, man. And I just put a fucking finger smudge on my goddamn glasses. Uh, but on this episode. What is for me is whenever you, like, never, you don't really quite realize they're dirty until, like, one time you're taking them off and you're like, holy shit, they're dirty. So you clean them and then you're like, oh my God, it's high def again. Like. <laughs> I didn't realize that till like when I started having to wear more glasses a lot more. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yep. My eyes really are getting bad. Yep. Is it because of video games? Nah. Oh, I'm gonna just chalk it. I'm gonna chalk it up to old age. Yeah. I mean, my eyes went bad at like fucking fifteen. So. I've been wearing glasses. I got nothing. I've been wearing glasses off and on since the age of ten. And every time, my mom was like, you know, fuck it. You're just going to have bad eyesight until you can afford your own glasses. These are expensive. You keep breaking them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> she ain't lying. Yeah. One, one time, I went to play kickball with my glasses on. The ball hit me right dead in the face and broke the glasses in half. Yeah. And I was 12 when that happened. <laughs> So she that was the final straw but um on this episode on episode 151 of the space i collect the podcast feed did he miss 151 151 i'm gonna need some 151 one rum <laughs> pineapple juice malibu and we all good once again if y'all get that rap lyric reference gold star um on this episode, I'm going to give a small mini reboot update to Cyberpunk 2077 because I went through the 1.5 update from the beginning to the end. A lot of changes. A lot of changes. Um, normally with video games, we'll be at a DLC after the game's been out a year and two months. No, we get an update. So I'm going to give my update on that. And we're going to do <laughs> begrudgingly <laughs> solo <laughs> a Star Wars movie and Star Wars Episode 3, so I think those two movies going to be the quickest <laughs> review we ever done for a fucking movie on this yeah. podcast. Wasn't there like an Order 151 Star Wars? Oh, Sorry, I think it was my... Order... Order Order 66. Yeah, Order 66. Hold on, I'm going to... You're going to have to Google that. Why you Google that? Go ahead. Yeah, you keep, you keep on talking. <laughs> Welcome to the Society Collective, where we have a bevy of episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Um, coming soon, um, two episodes is already in the bank. We just need to upload them. The Black Hole Tangent, starring Benito Lavario and Krishna Dede, my llama writer, Ventura. Oh, hey, that's me. Uh, we'll have those up moment, not, well, not momentarily, but soon. Um... Yeah, we're new episodes of Space Society every 
Wednesday at 11 a.m. And then Black Hole Tangents will be every Friday at 11 a.m. to kick off your weekend with some awesome content. It's just a, a lot of randomness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, there was an Order 151 that was um, Emperor Palpatine's um, secret uh, order, like his backup plan to kill Darth Vader should he ever try to um, rise up and eliminate him like Palpatine did to his previous master because, you know, Palpatine is such a punk-ass bitch that like okay, betrayed bitch. people and then was always so worried about betrayal from his peeps because that's all the sith is about is evil backstabbing bitches no it's about there's just a lot of that gotta love that sith um small mini review of knights of the old republic once again i don't know how people love that rpg I I never wanted to fuckify somebody's shit up until after I played that game. If I would have been told, I've mentioned it plenty of times on this podcast. I played Night Soul Republic. I even tweeted about it. Not one person has given me any. I I even I think I even tweeted. Any help will will help me get through this game. I get to the end of the game to go against Lord Malik. Against Revan. This punk ass bitch. I have other force wielders in these cages. Every time you hit me. I'm going to just refill my health back up. By using them. For taking their life force away. I look at the guide. You need to have destroyed droid. To destroy the machines. To save these Jedi. I went through the whole game. Not putting any points into it i even uploaded a save before the going into this final battle to see if i can respect the character so i can at least have this ability there is no respect in this game respect means respecialization of your character's points so if you may be lacking at a like in case of dragon age you can respect your character so you can Maybe have attributes that you probably needed to actually get through yeah, a boss like, better. This game came out in like 2003. Bro. I know, but still, so like that wasn't even a like blink in anyone's eye yet. And uh, that realization set in my head <laughs> that it really did when I realized how long how old this game. And it shows how much of a modern gamer mindset we're I'm in now playing. Like, it's like me going back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the PS1. <laughs> and I'm, like, used to all the mechanics we was given today. So it's like... No, it's, it's very like, hard to go back to, yeah, previous games we've known and loved. I mean, I still think it's a great game. I, I, uh, who is your go-to party peeps? Here's the thing, though. I had to go to the final boss by myself. I was like, oh, I have to do this on my own. You know how, and right quick before I tell you who was my party peeps, you know how long it took me to get to that boss battle? And I never had to do this in any game? Four hours. That was a lot of dying, coming back, dying, coming back, dying, and coming back. I was on the edge of rage quitting. I was like, no. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to rage quit. I'm going to get through. How did you spec your character? 
because <sighs> all right i feel like this you is, chose poorly. i i chose poorly see normally when i'm playing an rpg i like to be a rogue and i forget i'm oh. playing i'm playing a star wars game so you can't really do that i decided to be so. a, a damager so uh-huh. I, there was a lot of like I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna fuckify your shit up, type of like okay. I oh. I picked a Again, lot. Again, you okay? Okay, I'm sensing a theme and a pattern mm. with you that even in fantastical stories where magic is real and you can have force powers, you still go with a boring soldier class. I didn't pick a soldier class. I thought I was going to be a a Han Solo type of character, so I picked uh, sw- uh, smuggler, swindler, the smuggler, the spice runner. I figured like, oh, okay, it's rogue-ish. I get to put a lot of points into my blasters. I, mm, until I got to the Jedi Temple, and w- depending on my choices, is what Again, I Again, like you, you can have force powers, and you pick poorly like i get like i'm just i'm sensing a theme here with you that just saying you always just do default boring human soldier slash roguish type look and you are playing fantastical games look i have played a mage and i i Fuck shit up. Am I still scared to do Nightmare Mode on Inquisition? Yes. Even if I know how to play a mage, I don't care. I'm scared. I'm scared. I, well, yes, I don't I, do that because of friendly fire mode. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to accidentally kill my friends. No. No, no, no. Oh, you can turn it off now. Well, I know that. I'm just talking about previous games. Oh, yeah. That, that is very true. That is very true. Um, in the modding community. <laughs> but, um... Yes. Um, am I going to replay Nice Little Republic next year? I, I need time away. <laughs> like, because I'm like, I, I realize my poor choices gave me what I got. Mm-hmm. And I have a strategy guy from Game FAQ. Shout out to Game FAQ. That um, will help me get Are through. They're still kicking. They're still kicking. They're still kicking. Um, I found a, a proper strategy guide that'll help me get through Netzel Republic, and I'm not gonna just play stri- strictly on my Switch. I'll have it on my TV screen this time. Cause oh, I was in that motherfucker. It was like every time we was doing the podcast, I would pause it, and when it was done, I'll jump right back in after editing. That's how ingrained the game got me. In. Cause I, I will give it this: the story was great. The, the the weird ass romance between Revan and oh my fucking god, her name was there and it blanked. <clears throat> Hold on, let me Google search it. Nice. Wow, that was that. Wow, that was the f- all I put was knights and it popped up right on the first. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I just it's Jennifer Hale's character, so Bastilla. Bastilla. See, that's that's that was your romance. Like 
you could you that was i wanted I, I other people the, here's the thing the dialogue auction was like i didn't it was one of the once again era of his time like, it was kind of weird navigating it because i was really trying to go for jahani i romanced carthonassi because I, I when i heard his voice i was like my boy came well I mean, as soon as I played that first Master game, and then I'm like, oh, Gartho Nassi, sir, okay, let's do this again. Jennifer Hill is just top-notch. Like, I did not know that was her as the best Bastila. She just... Is it Sean? Is that her last name? Bastila Sean. Okay. Just top-tier. I'm like unlocking all these memories of this game now. But I tell you this, I hated Ordo. I think the last time I played it was like 2015. It was on sale for on the Wii store for like get for only seven. It was on sale for ten. I got it for five. Yeah, I think I have it. On I think I'd re-downloaded it. On the Xbox wish, 360. I don't know. I wish, anyway, I wish it was on Game Pass. That'd be cool. But uh, my mains was Basila, and I was switched between Basila and um, where is he at? Where's the old dude at? Oh, fucking the Mandalorian dude. Mm-mm. Um, Jolie uh, Bendo. Because mm. he had the he actually I kept him around because he had the ability to take down droids. So I was like, oh. I got this. I got this homie right here. This old dude, this cantankerous old motherfucker. I'm fine. I'm set. <laughs> get to, after defeating Bastila, help her to get back to the ways of the forest. You have to do this on your own. What? <laughs> I said it audibly for my brother to come up from the back, from the front of the house to the back where I'm at. Like, why are you yelling? What? I was like, he looked at the screen. All he did was, <laughs> good luck. Closed my door and walked off. My younger brother, yep. ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. he played this game twice and didn't even warn me. Asshole. I mean, I feel like you'd be you'd be the same. No, here's the thing. I know I I have done asshole chaotic shit on this podcast, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I can admit that. When it comes mm-hmm. to helping my brothers with video games, I actually help. I gave my brother Calvin the strategy guide for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which you knew need to play, because Square Enix is doing some more bullshit. It is actually better than your Avengers game, Square Enix. Okay? You fucked up with Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy is actually good. Assholes. Saying didn't sell them well. You didn't market it well, assholes. <laughs> I digress. I actually helped them with their games. I even helped my little brother go and get through Marvel's Spider-Man. See, that is sweet. I may do asshole shit, but I do help. I may shit talk while helping, but still, I still help. I'm an asshole that cares. Mm. I wish we had the fucking sound bite so I could do that. Ding, 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 ding. I did use, I so I use uh, Karth, and I switched between Bastilla and Bastila and Jolie. Mm. Him. Yeah, I love Bastila, um, Karth, obviously HK, just murderous oh, yeah. boy. Um, but I also loved uh, 
Ordo, just because he also was just a cantankerous Mandalorian. Like, did did you play the sequel? Yes. So I know the sequel. I don't. It's weird. The sequel's not up on consoles. I guess it will sooner or later. But a friend showed me. He's like, I know you don't like Ordo. He showed me. It's a mild spoiler. He was like, "Here's the skull of Ordo." I was like, "Oh, so he dies?" And <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, he, at some point in the game, he dies. You just don't. You just find his skeleton, and that's it." I was like, "Wow." Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." I, wow. I guess they listened. It was like, "We don't like this character. We'll kill him off screen." It would be great to have a story mission with him, but. Mm. You know, like the death of Ordo, like play, like play that out. That's just me narratively thinking that. But um, so if I give a rating to Knights of the Republic, I'll give it a four point five because I actually like the story. Um, it made me question the Jedi's way of thinking in terms of emotions, which we did talk about before on the start of our review of this review of this Star Wars series. Um. So yeah, and it shows Jedi's can have children, and Jedi's can have relationships. If you can get Jolie to open up about his relationship with his wife, I was like, oh, so it can happen. You just, all right. Thank you, Bioware, for that. But yeah, the relationship option, the the dialogue was. It shows how used to I am with like modern RPGs. It shows you, like, no, this is the dialogue option. This is the regular options. Here is just, this is what you should say. And I'm just like, uh, I'm going to pick this one. It doesn't seem sifty, if that makes any sense. Or more evil. Or hopefully it's neutral. I'm like, okay. It's still fun. And I'll probably be less um, predictable next time. (laughs) No, I'm not, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, our mini-review, Night Soul Republic. We're, we're begrudgingly getting to Star Wars, those two Star Wars movies. Um, Cyberpunk. I gave it a 3 out of 5 the last time we um, we talked about it. So mm. I haven't played it. I will say this. Now that I played it enough, especially pre-1.5 and after 1.5, and I finally unlocked it, the fucking secret ending. Getting Keanu Reeves, Johnny Silverhand. Oh, don't. I'll just say this. Sir. Sir, no, 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 no. You won't say anything because we've had this discussion I know. a billion times before when someone says, oh, I haven't played that yet. And you continue on being like, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, I was giving you a tip. Oh. I was, don't I want a tip. So you don't want to know what's the percentage you need? I don't. Fine. X name on the secret ending. And how to get it. The 1.5 update shows this should have been a PS5, Xbox, monolith console game. It should not be on last gen at all. It, it still crashes. The update recently for the disc version of Cyberpunk, I don't think, I have not heard anyone say it's working again if you have the disc on PS4. 
if you have the digital copy, you're fine, but you're still going to get a lot of crashes. And that also, I was going to give it a four. I was going to give it a four point five out of five, but the crashes are still there. The bugs are still there. I haven't heard anybody complain about bugs on the, on Xbox or PS5. Um, maybe like one bug is um the the one bug that people keep on seeing is uh, the character Pan Am holding the gun after a mission and she's still holding the gun. That is like the only glitch people have seen on the next on the now current gen consoles, the Monolith and the PS5. Um, but last gen, you still have frame rate issues. Um, if you're going at a high speed on a car or a motorcycle, the game is trying now trying to catch up to you. So it's like, and that's still there. Um, it looks like they added more stuff to it. There's Easter eggs, which I won't say for the sake of Benny. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of references to other games and movies. But I won't, and once again, I won't say. Um, there's narrative choices that I don't agree with now. Now that I'm picking them up on them for these different endings, I'll let Benny discover them. And when she does eventually pass it, we could talk about it. But um, all in all, after the 1.5 update, getting as much as I can out of it, that 4.5 <laughs> is being knocked down to a 2.5. If I get to play it on, on PS5 or an Xbox monolith, it'll go up to a 3 as an okay game. This is an okay-ish game. I still enjoy it narratively. Um, the characters are well-written. The There's a certain part. If you're trying to like really role-play your V as a specific... If, if you're trying to be a male or female V, there's certain narrative aspects you're expecting out of it. You're not going to get out of it. You're not going to get anything out of it when you get to a specific mission. And that kind of a little bit breaks immersion if you're trying to be like a real role player. And looking on Reddit, there's a lot of people complaining, especially after this 1.5 update, what they added into it to help you with the role playing and the immersion. Kind of like, just like, here you, this is what you get, and then you don't. Um, so get it when it's on sale, because I know it's on, I think it's, 20 bucks on Steam and then PlayStation has a sale and I think it's 25. If you're trying to get the physical copy, wait till it's like 10 bucks. Sorry, CD Projekt Red. You need to do a lot more to for it to justify being a 20 buck $20 steal. I'm just saying. So without spoiling anything for my friend, <laughs> my number two. No 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 no. In the words of Jonathan Frakes, my number one. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, the Batman on Friday, and that shit was maze balls. So definitely go watch. Yep. I'm waiting till it hits on HBO Max next month. Uh, I don't want to go back to the movies. I'm comfortable watching blockbuster premieres on my 4K. TV with a now surround sound system. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing great. My brother saw it last night. He was like, you'll feel the three hours. That's what he told me. I was like, oof. He's like, but he's like, you have the benefit. You're going to be home. I was like, that's right. I could pause it. I can go to the bathroom. I could walk around. 
I could fuck around on my phone. And then get yeah, I didn't board. feel the three hours until I got up at the end to then <laughs> like do lunges to the bathroom to stretch my legs. Um, uh, but uh, the okay, so give you a mini review. I saw it at the Alamo. Uh, uh, obviously, you guys know Alamo Draft House is my favorite movie theater. But they have this one thing. So if you guys are going to watch it and you're near an Alamo draft house, please go to the Alamo. Watch it. Support them. They're great. The specials they have for it are uh, pretty good. Uh, but the best one is the Enigma popcorn that they have, which is buttered popcorn with uh, chopped and crushed uh, churros on top. And it's the most delicious fucking thing you will ever put in your mouth and I want them to keep it around forever because I still think about that goddamn popcorn so fucking good (laughs) just like the movie and there's no stinger BT dub so no point in waiting around to the end just quickly run to the bathroom because you're going to need to after three fucking hours okay Anything stuck out for you for this um for the Batman? Uh my favorites were definitely Colin Farrell and Zoe Kravitz. Um like they were fantastic. I really did like Robert Pattinson too. Um and then uh Jeffrey Wright was also a really good um Lieutenant Gordon, I think. <laughs> He's not Commissioner Gordon yet, but uh can't remember like he was just detective or whatever, but um he was great. Fucking Paul Dano was like everything was just so good. Um there's just one little part that like mm, feels like the studio asked you to put that in. But it's like it's just one little section that doesn't ruin everything else but it's like once you see it you're gonna be like oh yeah 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 like still really good um it's a good detective story remembering that you know it's a it's a detective (laughs) 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 On on the Benny scale what would you give it um, honestly, I'd give it like a nine point five out of ten. Oh, that's high. Um, yeah, like still, like everyone keeps comparing it to The Dark Knight, which I understand, but I still feel like they're two wholly different films. They're two fantastic films on their own. Like The Dark Knight, I think overall is probably the better like cinematic film Mm -hmm. even though it's not like um like this one just feels more like a batman film to me so i think this is like a better batman film um because it's like just yeah it's that younger younger batman he hasn't been batman very long um it's just 
obviously without giving too many spoilers, it's just it's sort of the Batman movie I personally have wanted uh, all along. And I do hope it continues. I would hate if... I mean, I'm kind of torn. Like, I would love them to keep it separate, but I would also hate if they keep it separate. But I'm also like, please don't fuck this up. Like, this is a great film. (laughs) Warner Brothers, please don't fuck this up. (laughs) But it's Warner Brothers, so, like, my hopes are low that they're not going to fuck it up eventually. Like a Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) We I mean, not even like that. I mean, I still have one. I still haven't actually watched that movie, but like everything I've heard, it's bad. But it's like, so is fucking Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman is fucking terrible. Um, I actually liked it. Made a, <laughs> it made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it made oh. a fuck ton of money. I, I do, to be shocked. Yes, I actually liked it, Aquaman. Not the music. Not the music. I just, weird musical choices for Aquaman, but I, I, I liked it, the movie. It was uh, soaked garbage uh, for me. Like, Jason Momoa's great. Um, Amber Heard is not a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's still there for Hawkman, too. Um, and uh, there was just uh, way too many fucking villains and a weird man during plot um and i just and patrick um, wilson turning up 11 to 11 i mean that even wasn't the worst like i again feel bad because i feel like he keeps getting like stuck in like chump rolls but like black manta was fucking um he was pointless. He did not need to be in that movie. He had the worst lines. He honestly had the worst motivation because we meet him and his dad for 30 seconds and we're supposed to give a shit about them in those 30 seconds because his dad's like, here's a sharp pointy stick that I kill people with. Now it's yours. <laughs> then he dies. Like, I, I don't know what other movie... You're fucking who? I don't know what other movie Yaya Abdul-Mateen was in before Aquaman. That made me really like, oh man, this is a damn, this dude is a solid dude. And then you watch Watchmen. He's mm-hmm. A nominal Candyman. Like I have not my brother he was not he was not digging Candyman. He was so good in it, but you do have to go in like found out, I guess, the hard way, because when I watched it, I was like, Oh, this is like great. And then the other two people I watched, they were like, Oh, it's fine. Uh, but they hadn't watched the original Candyman, and I definitely feel like that is a prerequisite to watching the new one with how much it ties into it, but also just to kind of understand the lore and the history. Like, um, they do a good job of sort of, like, opening up the story mm-hmm. with it and explaining it a bit more, but yeah, like, it's going to help to have in, like, that nostalgia for the first slash quasi second Candyman movie like none of the other ones I think there were like four previous Candyman movies that really only stick with like mainly the first one 
somewhat of the second one, uh, but like none of the other ones. I'm gonna have to convince Calvin to get on <laughs> because he has seen the first two Candyman movies and he still saw the one, um, the 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. It was 2020, right? Uh, 2021, I think, is when it released. Um, and he still it was felt, supposed to come out in 2020, I think. Okay, so he, he still felt it was all right, not like the best. He said it was fine. He, he can oh. give a be- he can give a better explanation than me speaking for him, but his reservations on being on a podcast. Because <laughs> it, I mean, the newer one doesn't go so hard into like the kills as like the first one did. So mm-hmm. I can see how that would be. I don't want to say like a turn off people mm-hmm. but it was so funny because i had this discussion with the two friends i'd seen the movie with where i was like i think it still was at least a better representation this time around and one of my friends and she was like well what do you mean and i'm like well you know because this time it was written directed by uh african-americans direct by you know yeah. african-american um i think she's african-american shit need to cost anyway yeah she british no she's american the DeCosta's anyway. probably, probably throwing you off, huh? I just can't remember. Um, but anywho, uh, it's like, you know, I'm just saying, like, I feel like they would kind of understand the source material a bit better than, you know, like, a rich British white dude uh, that made the, the first movie. I think that's what's throwing me off, because the first guy that did it was a rich uh, white British dude. But she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just saying, like, mm. presentation kind of matters. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you're adapting and making stories about their ethnicity slash race from Iran. Uh, Nia DaCosta is of Jamaican descent. And she is, uh. and she is Af- black American. Okay. Go on ahead, sister girl. You're directing the Marvels. I'm very excited to see that. Let's go. Very excited. I'm hoping uh, Brie Larson will get some redemption from her mm-hmm. performance of the first movie. I thought she was great and this says a lot about Captain Marvel 1. I thought she was better in um, Endgame than her own movie. Again, I just... It's always a balance with movies because you need the right direction mm-hmm. to be able to tell you what is, like... No. Or, like, the performance you're giving out. Um, or if, you know, say, like... The always amazing Gina Gershon, who understood what she was making with showgirls and obviously just didn't really listen to the director and just dialed her shit up to like 10. Like, there's just. You you always got to be careful with things, you know? I've never sat through showgirls. Fucking funny, but the best way to enjoy it is if you watch like the DVD, but with like. 
commentary like there was some special anniversary edition they released out because there was this guy that was doing like his whole comedy bit where he would like tour around playing this movie doing you know almost like a mystery science theater type shit over it but like it's just it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good it's like And then you just hear the history of the movie more, like, someone paid two million dollars for that script because they thought it was going to be, like, the next Oscar-winning movie, the guy that directed it, I'm pretty sure, is it Paul Verhoeven? No. Is it shit? Who's a good actor? Um, Showgirls. Showgirls was directed by... (laughs) <laughs> you you was right, Parvor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Mr. Robocop himself. Uh, his filmography again, all over the place. Um. Very much so. But this podcast has now turned into a black hole tangent instead of a space oddity collective. So I guess we should just jump through and no, we we run this head time. first. Um. The Star Wars, the Batman score. What, what would you rank it? Because my brother, um, circling back to the Batman, um, he puts the score over the Nolan movies. Uh, I would agree with that. It's like, I mean, the Nolan movie ones again were great, but this one, it just. It again, like everything felt like it just sort of slid into place together so the score really just like amped everything up i mean the same did in the dark knight ones but i don't know this one just sort of felt to me a little better um i appreciate that like gotham is it's basically like its own character like it kind of like really shows it's oh it's very much like the animated series. I don't think the score beats out that yet just cuz that one's so iconic, but it's definitely like probably right below it. What 89? Yeah. Hey, this is going to be a shocker. <laughs> the only reason why anyone still loves the 89 one is either a start like Prince is like connected to it, or you get that awesome shot of the 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 crescendo. You hear the the trumpets, the plane, the like the, the like it's triumphing type of thing, and it goes right up, and you see the back and you see Batman. And the, mm-hmm. when I speak of it, I mean just the Danny Elfman score, ah. not the Prince album. Oh no no no! That's like yeah. That's that's not what I'm scandalous. To. I, I, um, I shit you not. I was listening to the Prince Batman soundtrack. I mean, no, it's got great stuff on there. Cause like Prince, honestly, R.I.P. Can't think of really any like super bad shit he did. Um, he just had he also had like a wide variety but yeah like the danny elfman score mm-hmm. to me and that's partly nostalgia but partly because it's like it's just such a very iconic 
soundtrack. Like, as soon as you hear it, you immediately know what it is, much like the first Superman soundtrack. Um, and basically, the Danny Elfman score basically helped Batman the Animated Series as well. Because, I mean, like, you can't listen to the Batman score without thinking about either Keaton or the Animated Series. So thank you, Danny Elfman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another wonderful genius. I'm excited to see. I think he's coming back for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see what him and um, Sam Raimi get up to in that shit. Oh, man. That'll be out this soon. Like, literally a month and a half. Yep. Wow. Wait. Wait. And then later this month? I think April's going to be, like, really dead. (laughs) Well, we got Moon Knight. I mean, that's really going to be the only thing, like, carrying me through April. Oh, this is a rumor. Um, Mahershala Ali's Blade might be appearing sooner than later. In in Werewolf by Night. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get the Midnight Suns in the MCU? I mean, he technically already appeared. Well, vocally. Yeah. It's it's vocally. We we talked about we get to see the man... The man, the myth, the cool, the legend, Marshall Ali, on screen as the Daywalker. Hopefully, we do because I know I think that Werewolf by Night would be out this October, and then we got Moon. Seriously, we got Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night. I hope we get the Midnight Suns. Fingers crossed. Not the video game that's coming out that has Otley Wolverine in its video game lineup. I, I question that, but Star Wars. <laughs> Rare transition. I didn't have I don't have anything for y'all. I'm sorry. Um episode three. No. <sighs> I watched the final two episodes of Clone Wars to get me prepared for this. To better like to see Ahsoka's perspective of Order sixty six. And her be her and Rex being trapped on the ship of other clones, activated by Palpatine. Intense, because they also had to worry about Maul. But I felt it was very satisfying. Episode three, on the other hand, George, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, where was Dave Filoni at this time? Was he in high school? Because I know I was coming out of my senior year of high school at this time when it came out. I don't believe he was, no. He was out of high school. Time. Probably an intern for Lucas. He was like, okay, not... He was like, probably writing his notes, okay, don't do everything that my, um, my mentor is doing. Do the opposite. <laughs> when he gets into power... We're going to do this, Mr. Lucas, for Clone Wars. Do it. But, um, man, it's just, narratively, I, I'm, I'm, the direction they took with Padme, very, very questionable. We already, ad nauseum, talked about giving Jar Jar the position of fucking power that he clearly does not need to have. But 
the machinations of Palpatine had to make sense for Palpatine. Like, stop. I'm just okay. No, go stop ahead. Just like all on Jar Jar. Like, hey. everyone keeps focusing on like the fact that he was like the deciding vote or whatever, but mm-hmm. like. There was also like how many other hundreds of people that voted in oh, that yeah. so it's like again i think people just pick it back and he's just the one that one focal point just speaking to everyone i think that's why we and me included are harping on that but you are right you're right you're right benny i'm not saying jar jar is a great character at all but i'm just like just notice like Obviously, there's so much political machinations going on in this movie. You can't help but do the real world counterparts. And so it's like currently, right now, you know, you got like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema being a bunch of buttheads, and everyone keeps focusing on them fucking up the Build Back Better plan. But it's like there's also 50 fucking Republicans that have fucked up build back better plan so like not saying again not saying like joe manchin kristen cinema are good people because they're fucking republicans at the heart of it all they may say they're democrats but they're like fucking republicans but just saying there's a whole hell of a lot of other people to blame what, what was the name of those pig, those pig-like things from Star Wars? If you remember, oh, I don't remember. Every time we talk about politics, just a little bit, we're not a very political podcast. It's just, just FYI. When we talk about politics, the first thing that pops in is Mitchell Connell. that pig-faced-looking motherfucker like this. If America's got fourteen hundred dollars, they'll try to retire on it. How? McConnell, in our economy, can we retire with $1,400, you dumb fuck? Yeah, that's, again, the disconnect between, like, shits like him banking on corporate money, not even understanding how much, like, a gallon of milk costs. I mean, that man survives off of blood anyway, so when was the last time he ever had to buy Elk. Um. Every time we talk about politics, Christian's words of Desmond does not need superpowers rings true. I will doctor Manhattan this shit up. Yeah, I mean, I never want superpowers because, yeah, I just. We all have that, like, instinctual anger, you know? Like. Driving down the road, like some dipshit cuts us off, and it's like, oh, fucking dick bag, and you just want to be like, hope you get a car accident or something. Like, it's just a quick, violent thought, and then it, like, goes away, but, like, still there. Oh, we're all capable of that, and, like. Or if you're on public transportation. That's what's scary. Um, about. You know shit like that but we're all capable of great wonderful things so there's always a balance mm. which star wars tries to showcase but does a terrible job because um they also just forget about the shades of gray in between everything 
Um, I'll, I'll and, make sure the, uh, to note in the description of the podcast that we're actually talking about Star Wars Episode Three and Solo at the 50-minute mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hole Tangents. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I really, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a behind the scenes with you all. Discord has been fucked up all day, so I didn't even think Discord would be working by the time we start recording. And two, I'm at the point of saying fuck Star Wars again. And it's not because of Knights of the Republic. No, it's just we're getting to the beginning. We we hit the point of Star Wars where it's like we're in the dark gate like solo put them back in the dark ages like the only thing good with star wars right now is the mandalorian and i haven't seen the book of boba fett so i can't really judge anything on that but i just see here i see a lot of praise for mandalorian don't make me defend solo because the thing that puts star wars in the dark ages for me was rise of skywalker okay because Solo was just, it was boring. It was meh. It was, like, they took this great, fantastic character and just somehow made him boring. Like, the actor that did it tried his very best. And, Alden like, Aaron no Rack. hate. Alden Ehrenreich is his name. <coughs> um, no hate to him, because, like, obviously he was just dealt a uh, rough hand with that sort of like Jar Jar Binks type curse Mm -hmm. and hasn't really been anything I think he was just in a TV show last year like Hollywood don't blacklist him because like Disney done fucked up I think they did Um, that that TV show got cancelled I I know what you're talking about too um like it just again it's one of those movies where you watch it and after you watch it, you just start thinking about the ways that it could have been better. Mm-hmm. And then you just start thinking about, like, what would the Lord and Miller movie have been like? And that's, like, never the thought you want to have coming out of that. And I think it's just, again, because Ron Howard, while he does make some great movies, he's also, like boomer so if you're wanting to take your series into like a new fantastical directions number one stop focusing on the same fucking characters from the same goddamn movies you have a whole universe to expand so like no we didn't need to know why han solo's last name was solo because we just assumed his name was han solo like there didn't need to be a stupid bit about being solo like it's fucking shit. Um, it's just there's a disconnect between studios making these things, fully understanding the property, but also not fully understanding their fans, and that's a murky, murky place because the fans are on a huge spectrum <laughs> of good and bad. Um, I think it's kind of why, like, Filoni and, um, what am I like, Favreau kind of sort of, like, hit 
the ballpark because while still telling like a story set within the universe so like references to other things kind of having cameos from established characters they did create their whole new character that we could follow and enjoy and love with the mandalorian Mm -hmm. still respecting like the history of uh, Star Wars, and then yeah, just kind of creating something new. And also new, the fans love. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a fine, fine balance that is easy to uh, fall off from. Basically, is what a long drawn out explanation is uh, trying to say. Wasn't Michael K. Williams originally cast as Dryden Voss, and they recast him with Paul Bettany? I have no idea. Because I remember reading something that Michael K. Williams was originally supposed to be Dryden Voss, and then when they switched directors to Ron Howard, he basically got recast. I think I need to look. I need to look that up. Because I was like, because I'm like, if that's the case, that's I don't. I don't want to call it out as whitewashing, but. Still, that is a weird name too, Dryden. Oh, I think he was. Yeah. Wow, that was top of the search list. <laughs> Playing motion capture crime. Oh, so they're do- he was doing motion capture for Dryden. He was so when they were doing the reshoots, um with Ron he was filming the Red Sea Diving Resort and so he couldn't come back and so yeah they had to replace him okay he's supposed to be uh looks like some alien type thing um trying to think what was the worm lady in the beginning or Proxima yeah so I was like, maybe they were going to try and do something. Lady Proxima. And, yeah. Over, I, I liked uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L337. The, the banter, she was great. The banter between uh, Donald Glo- her and Donald Glover was great. It sucks, yeah. it sucks that they would not be doing the Mr. and Mrs. Smith show together. I just... That's another thing that just, like, again, makes me laugh with the disconnect creators have with, like, the audience and being, like, what will the audience think? Because it's, like, this droid who was fighting for freedom and not being, like, subservient to humans anymore is now forced to be... (laughs) subservient to humans the rest of her fucking existence in the Millennium Falcon with some stranger she just met that day. Story. Like. (laughs) How does, like, it's just the unintentional, like, darkness that, like, writers will 
do because they're just like oh it's a sacrifice you know like it's all part of the story but then you're like no this is fucking absolute horror like object horror is what you just did um yeah it's just it was very disconnected obviously because of the reshoots and bringing a boring director um and, like ron howard and then bringing in jonathan and lawrence Caston to finish the script yeah like just yeah um i mean it wasn't like god awful but it also wasn't like eh. it was just like right below eh. me so we was to rank it now I mean, I rank it. it. I mean, score it. I guess instead of, like, meh, it would be eh. Like, so right below meh is just eh. So that'll be a two. Oh, I said what I said. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be fully honest with you, audience. Um, I made it, like, 40 minutes in. And I just couldn't get through it. I just didn't find it enjoyable. I found myself more trying to get through it just for this podcast, and then that made it more unenjoyable. And I just end up reading the rest in verbatim on IMDb. Yeah. I mean, Donald Glover was amazing. Like, he was perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I honestly feel set on behalf of um oh my god why am i blanking on her name right now no because i love her um amelia clark no people one bridge oh other one aaron killing um wow you are Th- seriously wait, wait. naming every single one of them except her dandy she's newton. the one dandy, that died dandy newton dandy, dandy newton. newton thank you yes um, sorry, sorry, Thandy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We here on this podcast legit love you. I'm telling you, this is why I don't like this. I forgot about you because of this fucking movie. And but it's just like, it's, and I feel bad because again, like I love her, but like that was a nothing part. Like, and it just sort of felt like there was no point to her even being there because even when her she died, like her death was meaningless because like stupid faces character like was sad about it, but that wasn't even like why he portrays Han Solo in the end. So it's like, yeah, what was the point? Willie Harrison, why'd you pick this movie? <laughs> what was the point? Um, oh my just, god. Just, eh. Can we get another white man can jump with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes? <laughs> Ray, what's up, my man? Hello. Yo. Welcome, in... welcome. How y'all doing? Good. We're we're talking about solo. Solo, okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Just um, was in the middle of watching solo. Did I decide to cook? 
in the middle of it, and it took me forever to finish. So, see, <laughs> see? yeah, I said the same thing. We were doing our rating system, and I said that mine, like it, um, the movie's like not even meh. It's like right below meh, so it's like just. Eh. Mm, what about like what? What did y'all rate Star Wars Episode Three? We haven't rated that one yet. We have not rated it yet. I don't think we even we we haven't even fully talked about episode three. We're skirting around episode three. We're kind of jumping around the galaxy at this point. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Wars do its best, right? With his like, <laughs> those other stories that surround the galaxy instead of the main story, you know. Yeah. Right now we're doing like fifteen parsecs on the castle run, so like not looking good. <laughs> I just want to say, I, I could care less about someone's origin story. I meant, I, no, I, I meant, I could not care less about someone's yeah. origin story. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. I was done with the movie as soon as he like, goes up to the, um, when he signs up for the army, or like the empire, whatever the fuck you call it, and he's like, oh, he's like, what's your name? He's like, Han. He's like, oh, but what's your people's name? He's like, I have no people. I'm alone. He's like, and the guy was like, hmm, Okay. Solo. <laughs> I, I like, talked about that, but I seriously want to know what dumbass white guy came up with that line. Like, who? Because you know it was a white dude. You know it was a white dude that came up with that fucking shit because they're like, ooh, yeah, Solo. And we're like, we just assumed it was his name, you fucking dumbass. This proves not everything needs an origin. Let him, <sighs> let him, let, let him, let him, let Han could have just been a mystery. It should have been. Like I, I keep on saying this, and I keep on saying Marvel legit got some good Star Wars comics out there. They gives you bits and pieces about his past, not going full on in his origin. Like there's a comic book where you find out he had a wife before he ended up with Leia. Like, oh, okay, let me read this arc that you read for so long. The little tidbits we got in the OG trilogy were just fine. Yeah, for me. I think the only thing that Han can like apply to is like the best thing about his character was his ship. Like, not he's useless. Like, I don't see why he's like a general, like a great commander and doing the war. I'm like, no, he's just like, he has a good ship. Like, it's not really like his ship. But it's just, okay, so this leads me to this question of like, what is it about Harrison Ford, specifically like Harrison's? Ford's face, where like people think he needs to play characters that like blur the line of cons- consent, you know? Like, it's like Han Solo wasn't really taking no for an answer from Leia. Like, fucking Deckard wasn't taking no from what's her face in Blade Runner. Oh. Certainly didn't take no for an answer in, in Indiana Jones from like anybody. Yeah. But, like, what is it about, like Harrison Ford? Um, being a white man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Facts. Oh. Rachel. Blade Runner. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like there comes a point in time when you just have so much like nerd shit in your head. That it's like you just kind of start like 
confusing things, getting tripped up, forgetting shit. You're like, God damn it. I forgot, and I still don't remember his fucking name. The dude in Dragon Age 2 who was a slave for, uh, who was a slave that ends up joining your party. Fenris. Thank you. I was like, because there was something tied to Fenris that I was talking to someone about, and I was like, I was talking to a friend, I was like, you forgot the person's name. I was like, yes. I was like, but I'm kept on saying Zevran. I was like, no, Zevran is this person. I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? Thank you, Benny, for helping me remember Fenris. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, this, I, I will give it a, I should not give it a review. Yes, I should not give it a score, but it's just if, if it's taken, it's a ray. <laughs> before joining on to finish it and it taking me a long time just to finish a fucking movie I'm sorry and Benita knocked it out right out the part at the start of this episode Ron Howard for this movie boring it gets a yeah it gets a one yeah the only reason why I'm giving episode three a two was Obi-Wan's fight against uh, Grievous that was cool Plus, we got the iconic, hello there. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love the, um, I love the, um, uh, lightsaber fight choreography. Mm-hmm. But, like, in some parts, it's, like, a bit gratuitous, especially with, um, Obi-Wan fighting Anakin. Like, with the super toy parts where they just spin it. <laughs> no, no, you, it's one of those you can tell where they put the money into the choreography because I remember the fight when like the Jedi went to confront um Palpatine and like literally the only one they gave choreography to was Mace. Everyone else was like just like flinging the blades around yeah. because he was just cutting them down because they're like, oh, you're gonna die in like two seconds anyway. We don't care. And it's like. Exactly. These are Jedi Masters, like Yes, they the fuck? Like the motherfucker just like he doesn't do anything tricky, he's just like, oh, swings his blade and cuts like two of them down with ease. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you cannot be yeah. a Jedi Master, you getting cut down like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Um just again, like the whole bullshit with fucking Anakin, Padme, just the what what irked the shit out of me is you had um, Anakin telling Mace, "No, we should take him to get um, tried." You did not do that for fucking uh, uh for fucking uh oh my god oh Dooku yeah. You want um, you want him to do that for fucking like, fuck no, like fucking Mace kill him. I was literally yelling, I was like, I was like, I'm doing this again as a teen. I was like, the only black Jedi in my lifetime gets yeeted out of the fucking window, motherfucker. No one, sad emo boy. No one has died as horrible in Star Wars as basically they did. At that moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> my what? brother, oh, both, both his hands off, then forced like into the window, like you said. Like it wasn't like he like um, <laughs> it wasn't like a solo like him falling out the window. No, he like fucking flies like I don't know 
300 feet yeah. out the window in the middle of traffic and just they go. yeet him out that fucking window. I actually there was another death in the movie that I was very bothered by besides uh, Mace, um, the Twi'lek Jedi Alea Secure. Her being mm. shot, her being shot up by the stormtroopers, and they kept on going. They just yeah. Didn't, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I was I like, "You." I, know. I took you that. When you think about it, I was like, "One you, black character and the one prominent lady Jedi." And she didn't even try to protect herself either. It was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. Like, so one of the things that struck me so hard, where I'm just like, okay, obviously you can tell this was written by a white dude, is again like Padme's whole death, mm-hmm. just everything about her death, where it's she's lost the will to <laughs> 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 like. Girl, every time I hear he, that, you have you are pregnant. Like, like you have children to live for. You don't need to live for that dipshit dude that just tried to murder you, and you are still trying to say there's good in him. Like, bitch, That's please. Wild. That's wild. But also, okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, but number one, the health droids mm. in Star Wars very terrifying. Mm. Like. <laughs> Yeah. From the original Star Wars movies to even these ones. Like, I think they tried to soften up the health droids a little bit, and these ones didn't work. They're still very terrifying. Yes. I'm like, if I had to be helped by one of those things, I'd be like, I'm about to die. Um, <laughs> but, like, you can tell when a man does not understand the nature of birth, because, like... In the birthing scene, you see that weird, like, almost um, metal tent <laughs> around her legs. Yep. There's literally, like, no room for anyone to, like, reach in to get the baby. There's literally, like, her, she doesn't have enough room to spread her legs wide enough for the babies to come out from that contraption because you know i don't know if you guys one ever seen like hospital dramas where they give birth but those stirrups are like your shit is just splayed you know for Uh, all the world to see i in the 11th grade took a sex ed course and one of it was actually seeing an actual childbirth yeah they have to show you that miracle of life video which is very traumatizing (laughs) i this shows you how fucking chaotic I was. While everyone else was freaking the fuck out, I was the only one who was like, huh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't freaked out. I was just like, I did not know it opened that far. <laughs> I said that audibly. One detail that just stuck in my head. Like, it's one of the scenes, like, embedded in my brain from that movie for how fucking stupid it is where i'm just like this man can't even do like has does it does this man have no children i actually have no idea if he has children George, look at um, those kids. so he has children mm-hmm. but more than likely he probably watched his children give birth like oh, he walked out the room <laughs> or he was just like not nah, fam not for me sorry gotta go 
to go do a Star War. Ooh, I'm out um, of here. Like, fuck, it's just gone. Just, ah. <laughs> I'm just, okay. That's my, my rant about men being terrible at writing women. Yes. We, we are horrible at it. Very horrible at it. Um, when you said Lost the Will to Live, Seth MacFarlane's Star Wars, what, Lost the Will to Live? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Seth MacFarlane just pops in my head every time because he, like, right on, like, nailed on the head. Like, you can tell he's a, a pissed off Star Wars fan. And that's the first thing he says yeah. in, in his parody. <laughs> I love that there are people that are like, coming up with these fan theories that are like no i bet like palpatine sucked her life force away or something like that and i'm like you're giving this man too much fucking credit like no not what he did at all no Mm -mm. no 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 this man that filmed this entire movie on a fucking green screen like this is what's best for star wars (laughs) breath just who thought that like oh yeah we could totally use razors as communicators no one will know that's still another one of my favorite star wars tidbits from the phantom menace those fucking razors just seeing Liam neeson speaking into a woman's razor it's great. Great. <laughs> Thank you for putting that picture back in my head. I wasn't going to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I was gonna never going to forget about that. I'm never going to forget about that fucking tent. Metal tent skirt thing. I'm just... The scared-ass dro- medical droids. Never going to fucking forget um, the, the white now, boy, the white boy savior complex now, with Anakin. Now I know why she lost the will to live. She had to look at those droids before she. <laughs> she did, yeah. And then she heard, you know, Anakin's terrible acting. If you're not with me, you're against then me. Then you're my enemy. <sighs> Something like that. I. That long, like drawn out fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. He killed Grievous faster than he did taking down Anakin. Which, on one hand, obviously understandable because Grievous, he's been battling him for a long while, thanks to the Clone Wars <laughs> TV show. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, Anakin, he's like, it's my friends, like still trying to talk to him and win him back, but... You are the chosen one! I don't need you! We just got so many great TikTok sounds from this movie, so I can't, like, fully... Actually, no, I can still fully hate it. Yeah. <laughs> So, some great TikTok sounds, because obviously, like, Ewan McGregor was like, look, I know it's shit, but I'm going to give you guys a good fucking performance. 
Any, yeah. I'm gonna make this dumbass dialogue work somehow. Oh man, he he, he tried. <laughs> he definitely tried. Just. And then, of course, R.I.P. to those younglings. Oh, check out the meme I put in the multiverse. Is <laughs> <laughs> it gonna make me angry? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm not going in there. Oops. Uh... I'm sorry. Those like. Miss the Skywalker and then <laughs> I'm just start laughing. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Those poor fucking kids. Oh man, I'm sorry for laughing at this. Just, I mean, look. Here's the thing. None of us ever thought we would eventually laugh at child murder, but here we are. I'm so I'm trying to come back. This is what's important to learn about, like, how sometimes you intend something to be a certain way, and it just is not how it's received at all. So, like, I think I'm back. Sometimes your intentions don't mean shit, people, and you gotta deal with it, okay? Like, (laughs) I'm trying. <laughs> we lost him again. Fuck. Okay, Ray. What well, he's trying to recompose himself. What would you say your rating of Revenge of the Sith would be? When I was a kid. I would have rated it like eight or something like that because the lightsaber fighting from the video game afterwards too. I would say I would have to give it like a three. Okay. Three out of two. I legit don't remember any video games tied to these movies. They l- it was like the movie, movie ones. Yeah, the um, it's like the they had the Revenge of the Sith one for like the PS2. They had like the Clone Wars games. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> those. But you know what? It's okay because like in the words. I have no recollection of this place. Yeah, I don't think they're worth remembering. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a gift that you don't remember them. So hold on to that. Okay. Um, What the fuck was it? What game was I playing at that time, though? Damn. To uh, paraphrase uh, Emperor Palpatine, I would rate this movie. Limited cosmic power in itty living space. I'm just gonna give it the same review I gave it the score on Letterbox, two and a half. The only reason why what's the half for? Me laughing my ass off about the younglings. I'm sorry. I feel <clears throat> like at the end they would be uh, halflings, not younglings anymore. <laughs> Do they upgrade to half life? And I was like, oh, I see what you did. 
<laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I already made peace with that, so we already there. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't believe in hell. <laughs> there we go. Oh man. Um. Yeah. There's your review. All right. Once again, oh. if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Dear God, thank you. It's only been <laughs> it, it, weirdly. It's only been an hour twenty minutes. <laughs> I think. I think it's fine just to end it here. Looks like it's been three hours. <laughs> it, it, it feels like it. It really feels like it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Those are our our school. Our it took us. It took us. Uh, it took us a minute to get. Oh, to it work. took us a hot minute. Oh. Uh, next week I won't be on once again. But we're not talking about Star Wars next week. The the schedule for Star Wars has derailed. <laughs> so fuck it. Every other week. It, yeah. We're. Thankfully, we're going to be getting to Rogue One and Episode 4. So, something actually good. So, we trug through the shit. And we're getting to some good stuff. But then, I just realized it, looking at the schedule. (laughs) Sequel trilogies. (sighs) So... <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, once again, Black Hole Tangents definitely coming soon. Two episodes that have already been recorded. They are currently being edited. Um, this episode will be up first thing Wednesday um, at 11 a.m., maybe 11.30. And yeah, um, don't cut down halflings. Just um, go to Java's, Java's hut. I, I don't have nothing for this. <laughs> Younglings, not halflings. 